Welcome back. We're starting the seventh chapter of Ilhot Ishut. This one is pretty much a continuation of the last chapter, and it gives examples of how Tenaim can operate for preventing a marriage, and when can they be deemed fulfilled, and so on and so forth, and all kinds of Tenaim. So obviously, please have the last chapter well understood before we study this one, because it depends on the last one. One thing to refresh our memories, we said in the last chapter that saying al-menat, saying uh, provided that, al-menat, and then al-menat is sort of like almost like a promise together with a tenai, and some of the the conditions for tenaim are not applicable, and al-menat becomes a good condition automatically. Halacha Aleph. If someone says to a girl, you become a kudesha to me, Almenat, provided that my father agrees. By the way, uh, we're not saying this, but just remember from the first few chapters, every time there is a tenai, the girl then needs to say, yes, okay, I agree. We are not saying this, but just so it's very clear. Um, so if uh, the guy says, provided that, uh, provided that my father agrees that I marry you, if the father then agrees, she's If he didn't agree, or if he did not affirmatively consent, or if he died before he was even consulted, she's not mekudeshet. However, if he says, provided that my father doesn't doesn't protest, doesn't disagree, then if he heard and he went ahead and disagreed, she's not uh, mekudeshet. If, however, if, however, he he uh, did not do so or he died before he could do so, she is mekudeshet. Met haben veacharach shama av menabedim et haav sheyomar enirosek v'shelo yehesham kedushim v'rotipol ifnei avam. If the son dies before the father has a chance to disagree to this kedushin, so in reality the father still has the keys to this condition and it's in his hand to make this marriage never to have occurred and the bed didn't encourage the father to actually make so that the wedding that the marriage does not occur so that there is no kiddushin so that there is no yibum if there were no children and one more thing so that the girl doesn't become a gerusha which will be forbidden to a kohen if someone says to a girl, you are mekudeshet to me, provided that I have 200 zoos, or provided that, that I have land of this of this uh, area, if, if uh, there is idim, there is witnesses that he has such an amount, or such a land, she's mekudeshet on the spot, otherwise she's still mekudeshet misafek, she has to assume that she's mekudeshet, again, she, she said yes, right? Because perhaps the guy is very, uh, in a very evil way, is trying to make her be mekudeshet and then tricking her into believing that she's not mekudeshet, so that then she goes on and marries someone else, and then she becomes asura to the second guy and to the first guy. Furthermore, if they have children, they are mamzerim, etc., etc. So it's a very undesirable situation. She should treat herself as mekudeshet, assuming that he does have what he says, what he put the condition on, even if he says he doesn't have it. Halachagim al haraz haraz mekudeshet li bazeh amenashi yeshli matayim zuz obet kor afar b'makom peloni. 
if he says if he specifies and says he doesn't say that I have a million dollars, but he says I I I'm Mekadesh you on the condition or I'm not provided that I have a million dollars in this specific bank, right? Very specific reference to somewhere. Im yesh lo beoto makom mekudeshet veim en lo beoto makom sheamar harizom mekudeshet shemei yesh lo sham veu mitkavel kalkilah. So this is a second example that was discussed in the Gemara, but it's the same conclusion, it's the same resolution, and even if he specified the place where these things would have been, you would think that in this case he doesn't, he's not, uh, it's it's, falsi it's falsifiable, you can easily see if he has a million dollars there or not, but the Halakhai's conclusion is that we still suspect he might be trying to, to, uh, to do something very bad to her, and lie about what he has and what he doesn't have, and she has to assume that she is Mekudeshet Misafek. If he says to her, I mekadesh you, provided that I'll show you a million dollars or I'll show you a land, and that she's mekudeshet, and he showed so long as he shows it to her. However, Although technically this will be compliant with what he said, we read what he said to mean that he has a million dollars to show that belong to him. So if he goes and shows her, if he says, I have a land, in, a, I have an apartment across from Central Park, sorry, uh, you're Mikudesha to me, and I'll show you an apartment across from Central Park, and then he goes there and shows her an apartment that doesn't belong to him, this doesn't count. Likewise, if he takes it as a loan from somebody else, also doesn't count until this actually belongs to him. Because when he says, I'll show you, we interpret this as a matter of law to mean that I'll show you something that belongs to me. If he had a land of that size that he told her, but this land has some, uh, some ditches in the middle of it, and these ditches are very deep, so if they are filled with water, then you have to discount them when you measure the area of the land, if they are not filled with water, you don't need to discount them because you can plant in them even though they are ditches. The selaim wouldn't be counted either way. If it's uh, not nekaim, but it's actually rocks of some sort, the rocks have to be discounted because you cannot plant in them. In other words, we just measure the plantable area, especially when you use the words betkor afar, betkor afar, although it's a measurement that connotes an area, it's a measurement that connotes area because you can plant in it bit code. You can plant in it a certain amount uh, of grain. If someone says to a woman, you'll be mekudeshet to me, through this, provided that you have no nedarim, 
you have no prohibitions. Netarim used to be very popular back in the day, and it was a way by which people uh, took upon themselves certain prohibitions, perhaps to try to stay away from certain things, like the Nazir tries to stay away from the wine, and so on and so forth. So when a woman has these prohibitions on herself, this is considered a moon, this is considered a detriment that affects the husband as well. Imagine if a woman has a nether that she'll never have, a, I don't know, that she'll never have dinner in a restaurant. You can imagine how this can cause friction between a husband and a wife. So nedarim, generically, if it just says that you don't have nedarim, is interpreted legally to mean one of these three things, which were common nedarim. One, eating uh, meat. Two, drinking wine. Three, using makeup. So if she has any of these three, and he didn't specify what nether he's talking about, that's what these three are are, are taken to mean. That's what Adarim is taken to mean, one of these three. And therefore, that's what this is contingent on. If she has any other nether that's not one of these three, even if he later says, no, this is the one I have in mind, that doesn't count because we only take what he says as is interpreted by the Bedin as a matter of law. But if he specified further and he said, provided that you have no nether whatsoever, then even if the nether that she has is that she'll never eat harubin, harubin is something that's very, it's a very, uh, it's kind of like, it's a poor man's kind of food. It's a very low grade kind of food in terms of cost. Whenever the Gemara wants to talk about someone that didn't have any money, they'd say that they'd eat uh, they'd eat a portion of haruvin a week. It's very nutritious, but it's something that the poor people eat. So a husband wouldn't really mind if the woman says, I don't want to eat like the poor do. But even if that's what she said, because he specified and said no nethering whatsoever. If the condition was, you are Mekudeshet, provided that you have no blemishes, and she has one of the blemishes that are considered detrimental, that are considered a, a fault in girls, then she's not Mekudeshet. If she has any other blemish, she's Mekudeshet. What are the mumin, the blemishes that render a woman, legally speaking, having a mum? What are the recognized mumin in, in women? And these are mumin that have to do with uh, with the attractiveness of, of the woman. So you should know that all the mumin that the kohanim would be invalidated for also invalidate a woman. In other words, poslim in the sense that they are considered a mum, and if the husband, if the guy said that he wanted her not to have a mum, this is the mum that is being referred to. And in biat mikdash, perakim zayin and het, you'll see what those mumim are. I think there are about fifty. And in addition to any mum that would invalidate the kohen from beta mikdash. So if it's one of those, she has a moon. And in addition to this, there is 10 more. There is a few more. I'm not sure if it's 10. Uh, I'll count in a second. Reahara, if she has very bad 
odor, if she smells bad, if she has a condition where she, she sweats excessively, if she has a condition that uh, her mouth smells uh, abnormally bad, if her voice is abnormally deep, manly, if she has breasts that are larger than the average by a tefah, a tefah is a, a, a palm breath, if her breasts are too separate from one another, as much as a tefah, if a, uh, a dog bit her and she has in that place now a scar, not only a dog, but any anything that caused a scar by, by a biting of an animal, having on the face a, a birthmark, even if, if that birthmark is very small, and even if it's closed, if it's close to the to the hair, even if this birthmark has no hair, and this is what Hamim referred to when they said that the Kohanim, although they can have some birthmarks that are that invalidate them, there is a kind of birthmark that is a mum in the womb and it's not a mum in the Kohanim, and this is it, the one that doesn't have that doesn't have hair and it's very small. Zain, sorry, padahat is not the face, it's just the 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 um the um um metzah. I am blanking on the word uh the the forehead. But if what she has is a birthmark that does have hair, and this is anywhere on the face, or if she has, again, this is not on the forehead. The forehead is any kind, any size, and with or without hair. But anywhere else in the face, if it either has hair or is as large as an isar, isar used to be a very little uh, coin, even if he doesn't have any hair. This is the mum, and this is true with the Kohanim and with the Likewise, if someone does Kiddushin to a girl, to a woman, and without specifying anything, she ends up having one of these mumin uh, in a way that he didn't know about it, um and uh, he didn't he, he didn't specify that he knew about this and uh and uh and no, nobody specified what it was so she's mikudesh just mis effect because we suspect that perhaps implied in harat mikudesh there is always a condition that i'm assuming that you have no mumin otherwise uh, let's make this explicit of course if someone says even if you have any mum, you're mikudeshet to me, that's obviously mikudeshet. If the Kiddushin were provided that she has no nedarim, she had nedarim, but then she went, and the Hacham went and, and permitted this nedarim to her, she is mikudeshet. If she, if however the condition was provided that you have an umumin and then she goes and gets cured after the Kiddushin, then she's not the Kudeshet. 
אבל אם אתנה, so all of this is because on the moment of Kiddushin, if she has נדרים, every נדר is considered as if it were a נדר that can be annulled, so if this נדר is annulled, nobody cares about it, and it's as if it didn't exist, but the מום, a מום, it's a It's something that the moment it, at the moment of Kiddushin it existed and therefore the condition attached and the Kiddushin did not apply. But if the, the, the condition was provided that you have no nedarim, that, 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 sorry, that he has no nedarim, that he has no nedarim, that he has no mumin, in other words, and provided that I have not made any nedarim and that I have no mumin, And in fact, he did have nedarim or mumin. And then, subsequent to this kiddushin, this tenai, he went and annulled them, or he went and, uh, and cured them. She is mekudeshet, because unlike a girl, this is a, an interesting point in psychology, and it's not... It's not, we're not talking science here, this is not absolute facts, this is just what was legally determined to be the case. It's legally determined that for a man, knowing that the woman had a mum, even if she gets cured from it, that still is an imperfection, whereas for a woman, knowing that the guy had a mum and then he got cured from it, she doesn't normally care about that. We also spoke about this in the last chapter. If someone says to, to a woman, you are mekudeshet to me, provided that I'll give you 200 zoos, but from now and within 30 days following today. So this is a like a suspended condition. And through this entire 30 days, the condition can be fulfilled at any time. And if he does fulfill this condition at any point in time between now and 30 days from now, she's Mekudeshet. Only after the 30-day pass, she's not going to be Mekudeshet. So what you see from here is that during these 30 days, she's kind of like in limbo, and that's going to be relevant for the next Lachot. Hareat Mekudeshet li bezuzim elu leahar shelosim yom. If, she, if he says, however, to her, you're going to become a Kudosh to me with this Zuzim, but not now, only 30 days from now. Even if something happened to this amount that was used for the Kiddushim, within these 30 days, so when the 30 days condition applies, the original act of Kiddushim is no longer uh, in existence because the Ma'od disappeared. Still, she is Mekudeshet. However, even though she's Mekudeshet, and we don't need the money to continue existing for these 30 days, we do have, so long as the condition wasn't applied, we do have the possibility for both of them to revoke their agreement. The agreement is what's suspended, not the transaction. Again, the agreement between them is what's suspended until the condition gets fulfilled, not the monetary transaction of uh, the symbolic transaction of Kiddushin. Now it gets a little interesting. Now let's say that he, he told her, I'm giving you right now 
this uh, ring and then 30 days from now you'll be married to me and she says okay and then before the 30 day, 30 days pass comes somebody else and marries her during before the condition gets fulfilled then given that the agreement of them had been suspended until the condition of the 30 days gets fulfilled she wasn't married at this time and therefore she can and she does become married to the second one and then when the condition gets fulfilled by the second one she's already a married woman and the first one ended up losing her I just explained it, so I'm not going to translate. Now, if someone says, you'll become Mekudesh to me from now and uh, 30 days from now with this transaction that I'm doing now. So he added the word from now, from now and 30 days from now. In other words, your Mekudesha to me and the condition is that this period of time that begins now and, and 30 days from now takes place. So the first second, the period started taking place. The condition started becoming fulfilled. And then somebody else came and did the same thing that happened in the last halacha. And, and, and before the 30 days passed, he goes ahead and marries her. So she's mekudeshet to both of them. It's going to be safek on both of them. And therefore, both of them need to give her a get misafek. now, slightly different facts, but the same rationale behind. All of them are doing it the same day. There's three grooms for this one bride. And the first one is saying, here's the ring, your Mekudesha to me. And this is provided that the period that starts now and ends 10 days from or 30 days from now takes place. Second one does the same thing right after the first one and says, here's the ring, your Mekudesha to me, provided that the period that begins now and ends 20 days from now. Uh, takes place. The third one says, provided that the period that starts now and ends 10 days from now takes place, she's Mekudeshet Misafek to all three of them and needs a get from all three of them. And this is not three, it could be a hundred. She still is Mekudeshet Misafek to all of them. Again, another footnote in all of these cases, she said yes, just to make that clear. Of course, these guys got saved from a very tumultuous relationship otherwise they'd end up marrying someone that says yes to three different guys um, at very close times to each other
הלכה י"ג, האומר לאישה הרי את מקודשת לחוץ מפלוני, כלומר שלא תיאסר עליו, אלא תהיה אשת איש על כל העולם ולפלוני כפנויה, הרי זו ספק מקודשת. If someone says to a woman, you're מקודשת to me, מקודשת again means exclusive, other than with respect to John Smith, this other guy. In other words, if you want, you can go and marry him, even being married to me. This is a fake. It's a fake if she's מקודשת or she's not מקודשת. אבל אם אמר לה, הרי את מקודשת לי על מנת שתהיה מוטלת לפעוני, but if he tells her, um, you are מקודשת to me, provided that you'll become permitted to uh, John Smith, so it's different, it's not that you will not be forbidden to him, it's not that you are מקודשת to me and this kiddushin should not apply to him, but rather is you are מקודשת to me, period, and I want to make you permissible to that other guy. הרי זו מקודשת, ותהיה אסורה על אותו פלוני כשאר העם. So she is מקודשת, the condition doesn't apply, and she is אסורה on this person, because מפני שהתנה בדבר שאי אפשר לקיימו, because he made a tenai on something that's impossible, it's impossible for, for her to be מקודשת, and not to be permissible on the other person. The first case, it's not that she is מקודשת, and we don't know if she can be permissible or not to the other person. The first case, the problem is that he carved out from the word מקודשת that other person, and then we don't know if the word מקודשת should apply, and therefore she should be forbidden for everyone, or if it should not apply. In no case could it be that she'd be forbidden to everyone but for one person, unless obviously he's her husband. Halachayu <laughs> Dalet הנותן שתי פירוטות לאישה, ואמר לה, הרי את מקודשת לי היום באחת, ובאחת לאחר שאגרשך. הרי זו מקודשת, וכשיגרש אותה תהיה מקודשת, עד שיגרש אותה פעם שנייה מקידושי פירוטה שנייה. Interesting case, someone tells a woman, here you have two פירוטות, one is to be מקדש, to, to marry you now, And the other one is going to be suspended until such time in the future, if it ever happens, that I divorce you. So right that second that I divorce you, you'll be remarried to me right away. This works. And she's going to be mekudashah to him the second time. And if he wants to really divorce, he's going to have to give her two gitin. Presumably with, by the way, twice a, uh, a severance amount under a get, which, which is uh, the money of the ketubah. אבל האומר לאישה הרי את מקודשת לי בזה לאחר שאתגייר, לאחר שתתגיירי, לאחר שתשתחרר, לאחר שתשתחררי, לאחר שימות בעליך, לאחר שתמות אחותך, אינה מקודשת מפני שאינו יכול עתה לקדשה. However, despite all the cases we brought right now, these kinds of cases would not work, and that is, if someone says, you're מקודשת ומי provided that, and then the list includes that you'll become Jewish, or that I'll become Jewish, or that you'll be freed from being a servant, or that I'll be freed from being a servant, or after your husband dies, or after your sister dies, because you cannot marry two sisters while they are alive, but you can after one of them passes away. She is not מקודשת, because right now, the moment that he's saying, הרייאת מקודשת, this is impossible. The Torah forbade these relationships, um, and 
and and and therefore she's not mekudeshet. It's not that the condition is forbidden; is that the kiddushin are forbidden. That's a fine distinction to make, but important to notice. Halachat etzayin haomer lachaveroim yaldaish techanekeva harehi mekudeshet livazelo amar klum. If someone tells his friend, if your wife ends up having a girl, the implication here is, and then you divorce her because you wanted a boy, and then I'll marry her right now, so don't worry, don't worry, go and marry this girl, and if she has a girl instead of a boy, and and uh, and you end up divorcing her, she's married to me from now, here is the, the, the ring, this doesn't count for anything. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, uh, totally messed up this case. Scratch what I just said. Um, the, the, the case is differently. Let me begin again. If someone tells his friend, if your wife gives, girl, gives birth to a girl, I'm going to marry the girl, not your wife. Obviously, I messed that up big time. Uh, I'm going to marry the girl, the baby girl, obviously when she grows up and you are the father, you can marry her off to me. He didn't say anything. Why? Because we, we cannot possibly know if it's a boy or a girl or if, if the pregnancy is viable or not or if there is a pregnancy or not. There is no pregnancy here yet. They might However, if the wife of his friend already was pregnant, and there already was a noticeable viable pregnancy, then this baby girl can be mekudeshet from the womb. But Rambam says, I believe that he'd still need to do Kiddushin after this girl is born, through the father. So that when he goes ahead to the second stage of the Kiddushin, which is called Kinus, which is the the Nisuim, uh, th- there'll be ki- the kind of Kiddushin that don't have any doubt attached to them. We don't want to begin the relationship in such a doubtful manner. If someone says to a woman, you're Mekudesh to me, and I'll give you a million dollars, and then he starts giving her, he gives her a down payment of one dollar, and she takes it, she's Mekudesh, and now he has a debt to her of the $999,999, and the rest of it, because this this is equivalent to someone saying, because it, it's as if someone is saying you're mekudeshet to me with this dinar on the condition that provided that over time I'll give you the rest of the million dollars and the kiddushin take place the moment she takes the first dollar. And all of this is when he didn't specify and he said, and he just said, Me'adinar, he just said a uh, million dollars in my case without specifying. 
אבל אם פירש ואמר לה, הרי עד מקודש שלי במאה דינר אלו, but if he said with this million dollars, not with a million dollars, והתחיל למנות לתוך ידה, and he started counting the bills and putting it in her hand, it's a whole lot of bills there, אינה מקודשת עד שישלים. She would not be מקודשת until he finishes handing to her the million dollars, because ואפילו בדינר האחרון שניהם יכולים לחזור זה בזה, and even uh, on the last one they can still stop the transaction. וכן אם נמצא מנה חסר דינר או נמצא מהן דינר נחושת אינה מקודשת, also if one of the dollar bills was faulty, or in the case of הרמב״ם if one of the coins was faulty, she is not מקודשת. נמצא בהם דינר רע, אם יכולה להוסיעו על ידי הדוחק יחליפנו, ואם לאו אינה מקודשת. also if one of the, of the, of the bills in my case or the coins in הרמב״ם's example was too crumbled or too, or too uh, ruined if it still can be used not with everyone not everyone will want to take it but some people will then then um, he still needs to give her a good bill a good coin but the kiddushin take place if not the kiddushin don't take place we just ignore that one dollar אמר לה הרי את מקודשת לי בבגדים אלו שהם שווים חמישים דינר והיו שלמי שבי וכיוצא בהן שהאישה מתאווה להן אם היו שווים חמישים הרי זו מקודשת משעד לקיחה ואינן סליחים שומה בשוק ואחר כך תהיה מקודשת כדי שתסמוך דעתה אלא הואיל והם שווים כשאמר לה הרי זו מקודשת משעה ראשונה ואם אינם שווים אינה מקודשת If the groom says to the bride you are מקודשת to me from now Um, just a note, I skipped Tetvav, I'm going to say this at the end of this halachot of the chapter. So Tetvav is going to be explained later. So the case here of Halachayot Het is the, the groom proposes to, to the bride through a kind of uh, clothing, piece of clothing that is made of, of silk and it's very attractive to women generally, to girls generally. She, she really wants something like this. It's a Gucci bag or something. And then He tells her, and you should know this is the price that this retails for. If the price was what he's saying, then she's mekudeshet. If not, given that it's something that is normally expensive, and given that it's something that girls might be attributing more value to than it actually is worth, she's not mekudeshet, even if it's off by a little bit. איש ואישה, הלכה יותר, איש ואישה שהיו עסקים בדברי אלוסין. הוא אומר במאה דינר אקדש אותך, והיא אומרת אני מתקדשת לך אלא במאתיים זוז. A boy and a girl, a man and a woman that were discussing getting married, and he says, Let me, let's do this for a hundred דינר, and she says, no, I want two hundred, and then they went, they parted ways, and then they get back together, And they start talking again and she says okay marry me or he says okay I'll marry you and they didn't specify on what amount if the man was the one who came back after the woman then they have to follow the condition that the woman had established which was 200 if the woman came after the man they go by the hundred because 
If she came back to him, probably she agreed to the amount that he has stipulated. If we said that you can be Mekadesh Ali the Shaliyah, but if the Shaliyah goes on and he establishes, he changes what you sent him to do and he imposes a condition on the Kiddushin, she is not Mekudeshet. So too, if the Shaliyah changed in the sense that you sent him asking him to do the Kiddushin on the condition of something, and he went and changed that condition, or he didn't mention that condition, she is not Bikudeshet because he departed from his agency, from what he was sent to do, and therefore he is no longer representing you and she is not Bikudeshet. If he tells her, go and find her and do the Kiddushin to me on this exact location and he goes and does it somewhere else, he's also exceeding the scope of his, of his Shalihut and she is not Mekudeshet. But if he says, go and marry this woman on my behalf and you should know she's in this place, then he goes and finds her somewhere else, so that you should know she's in this place was just sort of meant to help the Shaliyah find her. It wasn't meant to specify where they they should do this. So to, on, from the point of view of the woman, if the woman sends her shaliyah and he, she tells him, um, go and receive the kiddushin on my behalf in this particular place and he goes somewhere else, she's not mekudeshet. If she tells him, however, go and you'll find him in this place and he finds him somewhere else, she is mekudeshet because she was just specifying where it would be easy to find this guy. Once the Kiddushim are made, once the transaction is effected, the Kiddushim are valid and there is no going back. So once the groom gives the ring to the girl and she accepts and he agrees, there is no going back even even immediately after. And this is a one-way street. There is no way to uh, undo this Kiddushin. The only way is get Keritut, which is, is going to sever the marriage, and it has consequences. For example, with respect to marrying Kohen. If someone did Kiddushin with Aidim, and establish a condition. He said, for example, um, provided that you that you pay me a thousand dollars. And then five days later, he said, you know what? I, I just want to marry her. I don't want a thousand dollars. And then he tells her, even without Edim, I'm, I'm forgiving my Tenai, then she's Mekudeshet. So too, if the girl has a tenai and she's the one who waves it, she can wave it not before Adim, and the tenai 
uh, and the Tenai stops applying and the Kiddushin become valid. Therefore, <clears throat> if someone um, he he does kiddushin al tenai and then does the second part of the kiddushin, which is in swim, he brings her to his house without explicitly waving the tenai, or they have relations without explicitly waving the tenai, then we are concerned. Perhaps without her knowing, he may have waved the tenai, and therefore she became married. So even if the day after, um, they he he claims there was never a wedding, there was never a marriage. Uh, I'm insisting on the tenai. She needs a get now. So too, someone who does Kiddushin without a peruta, less than peruta, or b'milva, or through a loan that we said before is not valid, and then he takes the girl next to Aidim, uh, to, they have ihud, they go to a private place where nobody can see them, uh, she needs a get, because we, we say that we ignore the first part of it, which was the Kiddushet Kesef, which were invalid, but now there is Kiddushet Biyah and those are valid. And we have a halachic presumption, a legal presumption. It's not a factual statement, but it's a legal presumption that we assume that no Jewish man, no Jewish boy would want to be together with a girl unless he first makes sure to marry her in the proper way. And given that right now he would have had all the elements to do Kiddushin to her because he has Ba'ilat, uh, he has a Kiddusha Bi'ah. So we are assuming that that's what he intends and that the Ba'ilat is not Ba'ilat Zenut, but it's rather Ba'ilat Misva. Um, notice, by the way, what a difference between Ba'ilat Zenut and Ba'ilat Misva the Kiddushin makes. Uh, there is nothing different about the act uh, there is absolutely nothing different intrinsically, inherently in what's going on. There is only a legal difference. That is a Kiddushin. And the Kiddushin make the conclusion change from Be'ailat Zenut to Be'ailat Misvah. Asher Kiddushanu Be'misvotav could not be expressed in a more clear way than this example. Now going back to Tetvav, which we inadvertently skipped. So, if, if someone tells to a Yevama, somebody who needs to marry someone whose brother was her husband and he died without children, and until her status is resolved, she's a Yevama, and this other guy tells her, the moment you become Halusa, the moment this other guy releases you from the Yevama, uh, I'll marry you, that's my, that's my condition. Why is that? Because she's uh, she's asura she's asura she's mihayave lavin, or or uh, actually from hayave asem. I can't remember exactly, but if you go back to four fourteen, you'll find the answer. And given that right now, regardless of the condition, if he tried to do kiddushin to her, 
they would still attach misafek, therefore uh, they are attaching misafek. Baruch Adonai Amen ve'amen.